0: I don't really know how to start shows.
1: Come on now, don't start,
2: don't start liking me now.
1: So yeah, I'm funny compared to you. know, Well, you'll see later.
2: I think for mayhem. I know a lot of fucking idiots who think a lot of shit is mean spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is, it takes things that aren't funny, and it
1: allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a
2: purple <laughs> suit to buy and a gigantic coffin.
1: <laughs> Why are you laughing?
3: Evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Why Are You Laughing? A History of Comedy Podcast. Recorded here at the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Jackie Gleason, one of the all-time greats in television history. uh, And a guy that I didn't know. Another one of these, like Lenny Bruce, Three Stooges, when we do these older episodes... I don't know if they're the most popular episodes, but I like them the most because I learn a lot. Mm. Like uh, when we do, you know, uh, Patrice or O and A or Norm or whatever, I like it because I'm having fun talking about guys I loved. But like I knew all that shit already. Like in these, like I don't, I didn't know anything really about Jackie Gleason Mm. um, before I started Mm. looking into it. So I think it's uh, he's got a very interesting career. Uh, The boys are all here today: Craig, Mike, Matt, Uh, Chef Lewis in the house. Shout out Chef Lewis. Feeding these Neanderthals, <laughs> and um, including myself. And uh, if you want to support the show, you know, if you listen for free, uh, I appreciate it. Everywhere you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe, five star review, all of that. Tell your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, like, comment, all of that helps the algorithm. And uh, if you like episodes a week early, if you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com/blindmike. You get why you uh, why are you laughing episodes a week early. Uh, as well as you know, the Blind Mike Project and other bonus content. So uh, make sure you do that now. Uh, and let's just get into uh, Jackie Gleason here, boys. So every once in a while on this program, we find a character that I become more obsessed with than the subject itself. Like someone played a role in their lives that I'm fascinated by, like uh, Eric Monte with Norman Lear, mm-hmm, or Harry, uh, Harry Cohn, of course, the best example with The Stooges. <laughs> And today there's a guy, I'm, we're not going to talk about him long, but I am fascinated by, by this guy. So uh, Jackie Gleason uh, is uh, born, <laughs> and then uh, a few years later, so um, Jackie Gleason had a brother who died of, um, ah, God, I'm blanking on the disease, My, uh, I'm blanking on the disease, I don't want to get it wrong, thank you. Um, but he died at a young age, I think his brother was 14 maybe when he died, mm. and Jackie was a little younger. This weighed heavily. On the family uh, strained the parents' marriage, and then the mother became very smothering of uh, of Jackie, her her baby, the only one she had left. So she you know focused all of her attention on uh, Jackie, and while she was focusing on Jackie in the other direction, uh, Jackie's father one day uh, <laughs> December if I believe fourteenth December fourteenth yep. of what year was that nineteen twenty five yes 25. sir which would Nailed make it. Jackie I think nine years old. Um, <clears throat> his father collected all the family photos and, uh, everyone that he was in, <laughs> threw in the garbage. And then, uh, the next morning he packed his things, grabbed his coat and hat, walked out the door. No one ever heard from him again.
1: <laughs> deleted, his, <laughs> deleted his Twitter history. Um, <laughs> uh, Jackie's brother Clem died of meningitis at 14. Meningitis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof.
3: Thank you. I knew it was something that we've, we've eradicated, <laughs> but, uh. I have no Not idea quite. if that's true. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I find it fascinating. Like, uh, you know, the old uh, dad went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Yeah. It was an all-too-real thing. <laughs> like, I just I always assumed that was like a, a funny little anecdote that never really happened. Dad went
0: out to the garbage dump with all our photos and never came back. <laughs>
3: my, my, my favorite part of that and the most baffling part is... Is that he threw away all the photos as if to say, like, not only am I leaving you, I don't want you to even remember what I looked like.
1: I don't want you to ever think of me again. It avoids them being able to go put his picture on a milk carton. It's like, don't bother. Right. Don't even try. I'm not coming back.
3: (laughs) That's so great. I mean, it's horrible, obviously, but I find that I admire the, the will that it that it takes to just get up and leave.
0: I'm not missing. I left.
3: <laughs> like, good luck trying to draw me, you meningitis-ridden losers. Yeah, I want you to understand the v- pictures didn't disappear by accident. I was not kidnapped. I'm very much left on my own.
0: <laughs> you and your brother with the swollen brain. <laughs> yeah, so good for uh, Herbert Gleason, I think, or whatever
3: his Her- name Herbert was. Probably, uh, probably
1: why Jackie smokes so much, yeah. he's like,
3: I'm one of these days, I'm going to Run into my dad again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into it later. It's all the other fascinating angle of that is I'm always fascinated by stories where like uh, some childhood trauma, of, and I, you know, God knows I have it, and I'm, pretty much everyone does it on mm-hmm. some level, where like something in your childhood that your parents did affected you. And despite you hating that, you kind of repeat the same mistakes. So we'll get into that as we uh, go on a little bit. A boy named Sue moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so now Jackie's a kid. His brother died. His dad's not around. Uh, and he gets involved with a, they called it a gang. I don't know if it's a gang in the sense that we knew it, but basically he was a pool hustler.
1: Uh. Um,
3: like he was a kid which I imagine would lend itself to people taking mm-hmm. you less seriously. And he became like very skilled at pool and just like took people's money basically.
0: were he one of those guys that like stood around a burning barrel singing doo-wop songs?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what I imagine. Like 1920s gangs, being. a local gang, you see, <laughs> yeah. burn barrels and switch Very plates. menacing. Yeah. You no, know, we don't
0: wear ties. <laughs>
3: the Van Buren boys, just the rest of the suits.
1: <laughs> you take one look at Jackie Gleason and you. Absolutely understand that he yeah. was a pool hustler. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, the
0: Van Buren well, boys—that's a great reference. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: he he played—he fit the role so well that he uh, was a nomi- was nominated for an Academy Award for his role in The Hustler mm-hmm. with uh, Paul Newman. I think that start, um, and like he did all his own trick shots in the movie and everything. Um, so it, it ended hmm. up paying off. Um, but yeah, as a kid, he would get into trouble, I feel and like that's uh,
0: cheating. What? What do you mean? Playing what you are on the movie and getting an Oscar for it, I'd be mean, like if Daniel Day Lewis was really a cripple when he did My Left Foot. <laughs> I suppose, I
3: guess. The, the Let's just well, pretend he didn't say anything. Ah, it's
0: a bad joke. Now, now it's the only
3: way he could get a role. It's like, well, he doesn't identify as a pool hustler. Yeah. How could we put him in this part? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jackie was a, a mischievous kid, and. Um, his mother, much like when we talked about uh, Louis Anderson, his mother smothered him, uh, like, you know, gave him all sorts of love and affection, um, which may be why he was like uh, sp- spoiled in the sense of like eating. Like, he was, mm. you know, smothered with food and things like that, which may have uh, led itself to, you know, kind of the weight problems that he had throughout life. Uh, but then his mother died when he was 19. Oof. So he was out on his ass with. Uh, the legend like, legend has it. Again, I'm always skeptical of these type of stories, but legend has it uh, he had 36 cents in his pocket. Like I don't know how they <laughs> I don't know how he
0: remembered the exact amount. Like but, every Italian immigrant that gets off the boat here. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> so uh, he died in 19. Um, the girl he was dating at the time, her parents said, "Like you can stay with us," but he he was too proud. Uh, Jackie mm. wanted to make it on his own, and then uh, he had a buddy tell him I, the thing I'm most fascinated by in this story is I always love 19. Thirties dollars, You know what I mean? I love hearing about 1920s, 1930s money. Um, So Jackie started in comedy. He already knew he wanted to be in comedy, and he was a hustler, man. Like, for all his uh, partying and antics, uh, he was a fucking workhorse, uh, and that started at a very young age. He was always trying to get jobs, whether it's hosting or whatever, in comedy. Um, And then he really hit it big, hit the jackpot, (laughs) when his buddy gave him a tip about a gig in Pennsylvania— uh, and he worked there for a week, and it paid him
0: nineteen dollars. Hot damn!
3: <laughs>
1: righteous bucks. Hot damn!
3: <laughs> Pretty sweet, if you ask me. In,
1: in he today's, flew a private home. In today's dollars, that would be three hundred and five.
3: Whoa! Wow. Mister Rockefeller. Three hundred and five righteous bucks. <laughs> yeah. So he could have retired, but he decided not to. He kept. <laughs> he forged on. <laughs> um, and so he kind of even from a young age, he tried to be this, like, jack-of-all-trades in comedy. He would perform, like, music, comedy acts. He tried straight stand-up. I guess he was not very good at that. Um, I guess he bombed as a stand-up. But where he found success was what seemed to be— maybe I have this wrong. uh, You know, I'm not a a historian. But the way it was described, it seemed— the way I put it in the notes, I think, is like it seems like just Dick's Last Resort. Are you familiar with that restaurant? Yes. Yeah. Like the yeah. rude restaurant where they're like, yeah. hey, yeah. straighten your tie, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: I you – know, They just I, have a hat that says whore on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's what it says now. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I get a
3: cheeseburger? And they're like, get out of here, you – You you're mother, ruffian. You, you, you turkey. And you're like, can I have it or not? <laughs> sure, fatty. <laughs> Are you going to bring me my food or what? Um. <laughs> So it sounded like that, where he was like this insult comedian that would go to people's tables, I guess. Yeah. Um, again, I don't quite under. It's nothing that exists today, um, but it's kind of a vaudevillian. Like he started in yeah. vaudeville, um, and you could definitely tell that a little bit in his act. Or, well, you know, whatever you could call it his act, but whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that's where he was discovered. Like, you know, a He was waiting on someone that was with. I want to say Warner Brothers is where he started, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And he was signed to, I mean, this kid skyrocketed from a guy who was making 19 bucks a week Mm -hmm. to $250, which is what I was making at Barstool as an intern, actually. So (laughs) who am I to poo poo this? In
1: 2022, that's about four grand.
3: Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty pretty good good money. That's actually pretty good. Um, So yeah, now he starts making uh, $250. Did I skip anything?
1: Uh, no, uh, mm-hmm. after Dick's last resort, uh, he was, you know, his physical appearance. Yeah. So, um, uh, he starts,
3: he, he gets signed to the, this, uh, film deal. Um, I think some of them did okay. He was not like a household name by any means. Uh, but even at this age, he started really partying and they say there was one instance where he was staying at a hotel and, uh, they had to soundproof his room because it was he was disturbing other uh, uh, patrons, other residents of the hotel.
0: So loud um, that was just when he that was just when he walked on the floor.
3: Yeah, it was when he was shitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so also around this time, you got to remember, uh, a lot of guys are doing the best they can to avoid the draft and things like that. This mm. is a, now
0: we're around World War Two. World II. War Two.
3: Yeah. So uh, luckily, Jackie got married, and uh, he had kids. And for a while, they weren't drafting people with kids. Like if you were a father, uh, you were exempt from the draft. Mm. And eventually, uh, this guy Hitler was causing all sorts of problems, and they needed more men. <laughs> so uh, that did, that wasn't a good enough excuse. But luckily for Jackie, uh, he had a little nerve damage in his hand, and huh. also he was a hundred pounds overweight. <laughs> so they said, all right, you don't need to uh, sign up for the army. He was a hundred pounds overweight. He smoked. Uh, four to six packs a day. Ooh, boy, he was a booze hound. The man was not healthy to say the least. <laughs> and um, there's also a story of so. He, as I mentioned, he got married, um, and he did not want to get married. He was a man who liked to chase skirt and bang beaver, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so he didn't. Uh, you know, he was a man that uh didn't want to settle down. But this was such a 1930s type of story. He was uh, seeing this woman, his first wife, um, who was kind of a traditional lady. And so she said, Jackie, if we're going to keep doing this, I want to get married. And he said, I ain't getting married, you dame. And I'm sure he knocked her out. <laughs> <and then laughs> went on his merry way. And when um, she woke up. <laughs> so so uh, I guess at one of his shows, like he started, you know, he had nightclub shows and things like that. I guess at one of his shows, um, she showed up with a guy and sat in the front row. <laughs> And then, like, he, you know, caught his eye, and then when the show ended, right in front of her date, he got down on one knee and proposed. Uh. <laughs> so this poor cuck has to watch <laughs> has to watch this lady plot <laughs> trying to get Jackie Gleason to marry her. Um, but yeah, I just think that's a very 1930s type of like, – it's like what classic a, romantic comedy. What you a schmo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Jackie – probably was right in not wanting to get married because he's a man, like I said, he likes to, you know,
0: go out in the town. Man of extreme taste.
3: Have some fun. <laughs> so he uh he had two kids and you remember the story about Jackie's father. Remember a few minutes ago when I said <laughs> that his dad just one day got up and left? Yep. Jackie was a much more compassionate guy. When it came to Christmas around the household, he'd stick around for like 30 minutes and then he'd leave and go drinking with his buddies. (laughs) (laughs) They said he was notorious for like, you know, on holidays, like he'd be around for a minute and then just leave and get shit-faced with his buddies. So he really was Ralph Crampton. (laughs) Norton, we're going (laughs) drinking. like He was, he was that, he seemed like that kind of a guy. Um, And by all accounts, you know, we'll get more into it, but like not a, not a great guy. And literally... I didn't realize how much like I always heard Jackie Gleason, that name kind of lumped in with mm-hmm. Belushi, Chris Farley, you know, Artie Lang, uh, yeah. guys like that. Um, I didn't realize it, it's almost like they ripped a page out of his playbook. Like he was the <laughs> he was the original guy, <laughs> like a big fat fuck party comedy bad but, yeah, comedy comedy bad, bad, boy. bad boy, yeah, <laughs> for sure. He really was, um, but that put a strain on a lot of his relationships. Um, And he has a pretty wild romantic life, which seems to be, we're now a romantic comedy podcast, I guess. (laughs) We just follow people's marriages every week. Uh, But before I get there, I want to make sure we're not missing anything. So where are we now?
1: Um, We'll talk about his... uh he performed in TV, uh, film, music, Broadway, had a s- successful nightclub back, which you just talked about. Yeah, so I was surprised how
3: much of like a multi-talented guy real Renaissance he was. Man. He really was. And he loved, like he would do musical comedy. He, We'll, we'll get to his music in a second. <laughs> um, but like he loved, he tried to perform music <sighs> comedy. Uh, he loved big dance numbers. Like on the Jackie Gleason show, he would have these open with these big dance numbers. He was a real song and dance man. Which you wouldn't expect a guy of his build.
0: Like a Seth MacFarlane type?
3: Uh, I mean, (laughs) it seemed like he was interested in the same stuff. Yeah, that's probably not a bad analogy. Um, Which is very of the time, I guess. Uh, But he seemed kind of like a guy who who was funny, but didn't know what he wanted to do with that. You know, like he didn't know if he wanted to be on Broadway or stand-up. But he was kind of a, you know, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, as they say. Yeah. so uh, uh, where am I? What was my, losing my train of thought?
1: Uh, there's a, a note here. I'm not sure exactly what it means, but something as a communist blacklisted as a communist. Oh
3: yeah, N- uh, not 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 uh, not Jackie. But, yeah. Um, so uh, the original woman that played so yeah, a show called the Jackie Gleason Show originally, mm-hmm. which was like a variety show, and there were a lot of sketches on that show, including the honeymooners. That's where the honeymooners comes from. from. Um, the original woman that played Alice. Was black. It's funny to like look up this shit because you kind of forget it happened. Uh (laughs) Like when you just go through life. But uh, the woman that played Alice was blacklisted for uh, either being a communist or communist sympathizer, as a lot of people were at that time. Like you forget about it. And uh, uh, Jackie Gleason was, you know, really resistant to doing that. Like Mm -hmm. he really didn't want to um, because he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to put on a show. But uh, eventually he did. So I just thought that was an interesting note. Was all.
0: And the, the House Committee on Un-American Activities yeah. came after her. Yeah.
3: Amazing given <laughs> Jackie's lifestyle that he really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, right? yeah, who
0: cares? <laughs> She'd be a spy for all I care. Senator McCarthy's <laughs> coming for you. Hey, who gives a fuck? She's a funny broad. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then we got the, the Honeymooners, which didn't gain popularity till syndication. W-
3: which I didn't know. That's kind of crazy. This was like the original, like we talked about Chappelle's show with DVD yeah. sales or something like that. I didn't know that was the case. I thought Honeymooners was just, I knew it was, it was on, hit. I knew it was 39 episodes, and I just assumed it was a hit, and for whatever reason, they didn't make any more. That's it all they did. It was a real a smash. Yeah. It was not. It was uh, pretty, fairly low ratings. I want to say- finished 19th. I was going to say, ni- yeah, 19th. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, so they finished 19th in the ratings, which, remember- when you have three stations, is pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not great. <laughs> that's true. So the Honeymooners didn't take off. However, uh, the Jackie Gleason show in its – I forget if it was his first or second season um, was second overall in the ratings. Yep. So the Jackie Gleason show is doing quite well. Uh, the Honeymooners sketch came from that, and then they made 39 episodes, which here's another wild stat from back in the day. 39 episodes was one season. <laughs> Of television. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. So they did one season of TV. Didn't do great. But Jackie, so he was very, for a guy who was completely wet-brained, it seemed, (laughs) was a very forward-thinking guy. So the way they shot... I want to say, is ColecoVision a thing? Is that the way they shot TV shows? That's a video game console. Yeah, ColecoVision is a video game console. Okay, I I sound like an idiot, but it does sound like that, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, Um, Some some new way of shooting. MagnaVision, something Um, silly
0: like that. Something
3: like that. Uh, But a new way of of shooting that they had to capture live performances Mm. is how they shot the Honeymooners. And this lent itself to, like, for example, the first... When uh, when the, when Carson was in New York, like the early days of The Tonight Show, that doesn't exist anywhere because like they recorded over it. <laughs> like a weird, shit, Holy like shit. a weird shit like that happened back then. But for whatever reason, like uh, Jackie Gleason wow. was able to, to, you know, shoot it in a way that kind of held up and they saved it. And 10 years later after, mm-hmm. The Honeymoon was what, 54, I want to say, something yep. like that? Yeah. 10 years later, um, they ran it in reruns a bunch and then it gained a ton of popularity. And then throughout the years after that, they would bring it back in different variations. TV was so weird back then. Yeah. Like reading up on this shit, it's hard for me to even understand <laughs> what certain programs were. Like they would bring things back for a one-hour special and like that happened fairly often. They would try new things and they reshot it in color and showed that, but regardless, uh, the honeymooners had different variations <laughs> on television and just gained popularity over time, which I can't think of another example. Who kn- maybe Isle of Lucy was like that? <laughs> I have no idea, but I can't think of another example of something that gained popularity over time in the 1950s that oh. wasn't popular immediately. You know, oh, so it was yeah.
1: called kinescope.
3: Kinescope. 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 Thank
0: okay, you. Okay, I
1: yeah, have calico vision. Yeah. <laughs> An asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, kinescope was the way uh, the way he shot.
1: Yeah, that. it was uh, it was huh. developed uh, in the early nineteen fifties, which allowed for a live performance to be directly captured on film. Yes, hmm. so, so you could you could live it and and also record it. Right.
3: Yeah, and he also had in his contract uh, streaming rights, so he was a real forward thinking guy. <laughs> he said, "When this is on Netflix, you'll find out what that means." Yeah, you'll know what that is. <laughs> uh, what's next?
1: Um, his music. Oh God. <laughs> So is it is it I don't know it. Oh, I don't, it know no, I don't know if it's better than rapping Rodney.
2: Uh,
3: oh, 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 sure it is. I, so <laughs> the music is not what I'm mocking. <laughs> what I'm kind of laughing at is the you know what Jackie Gleason looks like everyone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A stout man of uh, oh. a gruff kind of... I mean, on The Honeymooners, Ralph Cramden was like a bus driver. Yeah, that's he, the, he was
0: literally a bus driver.
3: That's the thats the look that Jackie Gleason had. He looks
0: like a bus driver, yes.
3: Yet, <laughs> uh, he specialized in what is called
0: mu- mood music. Hey, so does Barry White. He set the mood for the ladies. You know what Barry White and Luther Vandross looks like. Yes. He's a big fried chicken-eating motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Norton, when you're laying down your woman, you want to listen to me. <laughs> so I guess Jackie Gleason said, like, hey, you know, I want to make, I want to make some tunes that uh, smooth jazz cats can make love to throughout Brooklyn. So it was this kind of, like, jazzy mood music, and uh, it was wildly successful. <laughs> uh, the only... I believe, still to this day, I could be wrong about this, uh, but at least for a time, the only album to remain on the Billboard charts for 153 consecutive weeks—wildly <laughs> um, wi- successful. Uh, Jackie Gleason put out 10 albums that each sold over a million copies. Holy shit! So this guy was a dynamo in the in the music biz. I guess, but that's not without controversy. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: Evidently Why why who stole his money
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah right Harry Cohn got involved Uh, No so Evidently Jackie could not read or write music Okay So I guess If you were asking Jackie The way he would You know he'd come up with a tune in his head Like the Honeymooners theme song Which by the way he's credited with uh, And whatever this mute music is Music is And just go uh, Scooby dooby bop 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 And someone would put that to trumpet Apparently Um, However,
0: so he was in a punk band. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: But uh, everyone that played in this band said, ah, Jackie's full of shit. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, one guy, I think is Trumpeter. Now, to be fair, to be fair to Jackie, to give the whole story, while the guy was working for him, he did say Jackie's got got a brilliant ear for music, uh, he his, his ability to... To conduct, I guess Jackie was a conductor that couldn't read music somehow. Um, but he, he was very, very uh, praising of Jackie's abilities. And then when uh, he didn't work for Jackie anymore, he said uh, uh, they said what was uh, Jackie's role in uh, in, in these mute mood music albums? And the guy said, uh, "Bringing us the checks."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he had his name on all of these, but it's uh, very questionable how much. Um, how much involvement he had and what was the name of the uh, did I put that Matt oh yeah the name of his uh, number one album
1: music for lovers only (laughs) that was my favorite part
3: (laughs) (laughs) music for lovers only ladies and gentlemen Jackie Gleason (laughs) top the
1: charts for 153 weeks Yeah.
3: Insane. Thriller didn't even do that. <laughs> no, for God's no, sake, no. <laughs> so good for Jackie and his <laughs> and his music ability. Um, I choose to believe. You know, he was one of the smoothest jazz cats out there. But <laughs> it remains to be seen. We may never know the truth. Um. Um, so once we get past his uh, music career, where do we where do we go next? So we have
1: the first clip. Uh, you're in the picture.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so now we talked about his maybe his greatest success in the music biz. Obviously, his greatest success was probably the Honeymooners. I would think. But, uh, you know, he's reached all kinds of heights, but it wasn't without lows. So evidently, You're in the Picture was some kind of game show mm. where my understanding is, by the way, this is all, everything I'm about to mention is on YouTube, like in an hour long straight uh, show. And the quality is not terrible. So if you want to go watch it, feel free to check it out. But uh, You're in the Picture was evidently like some mix of charades cool. and... I don't even know what. Basically, they would have like celebrities on. And I guess I watched uh, Gleason was only on Carson once Hmm. in uh, 85. And I watched him with Carson. And apparently, Carson said he was on this show. Um, You're in the picture. And the premise was like they would bring out different, uh, you know, when you're at like the carnival and they have like uh, different, the the thing with the hole where you put your face through it and there's a picture around it, like you're on a farm or whatever. It was that. And you had to give the person clues, and they had to guess what... Picture what they, they were, were in what they were yeah like what their profession so it was essentially was. charades and and pictionary
0: the game where you put like the, the the name on your head like they played in the office yeah, yeah like, you're bad yes. at driving he's like I'm a woman
1: <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> honestly we should go back to joke stealing because Jimmy Fallon does shit like this all the time does That's he really he does oh like, yeah. Yeah. yeah Jimmy Fallon does all stupid shit like that all the time
3: uh, you know he <laughs> giggles <laughs> yeah. quick side note I saw it, uh, Tim Dillon in Providence the other night and he had yeah. a very funny line like he was talking about late night comedy or something and he goes. Uh, they try to be political and then you'll switch to NBC and Jimmy Fallon says, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Zach Efron playing checkers tonight.
0: <laughs>
3: Which I yeah, thought was very
1: funny. They always he always does like some stu- stupid shit. You describing yeah. it, it sounds like just like late night with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Yeah. So that's, that's how far we've come yeah. now. We're reverting back to what is considered I didn't say this yet. You're in the picture, aired and uh I think CBS or whatever network had it at the time, picked it up for X amount of episodes. So the pilot airs. Everyone sees the first episode, and it is widely reviewed as one of the greatest bombs of all time.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) So
3: (laughs) what Jackie Gleason did, I think, is one of the more innovative things we've talked about on this show, maybe. Because it's something that opens the door for so much that to my knowledge, did not exist in entertainment before this. I found it so fascinating. Uh, the second episode of You're in the Picture was not a game show at all. Jackie Gleason <laughs> walked out and just trashed the program for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a clip of that. Let's hear <laughs> it. He, he
0: Norm McDonald did it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I think you'll notice that there is no panel tonight. As a matter of fact, there's nothing here except the orchestra and myself. I'd like to modify that. There is one other thing. We have a creed tonight. And the creed is honesty is the best policy. Now, this program could be the most fascinating you'll ever watch. I know this, that it's the first of its kind. (laughs) And could very easily be the last. (laughs) Oh, it's good! Now, uh, while I said that we didn't have a panel or anything like that, we do have a premise. And the premise is this. Last week we did a show called You're in the Picture that laid, (laughs) without a doubt, the biggest bomb. (laughs) I'm telling you, friends, that I've seen bombs in my (laughs) day. This would make the H bomb look like a two inch salute.
3: <laughs> so, we kind of uh take for granted that that happens. In fact, you couldn't have a you couldn't have a, a show go horribly wrong without addressing it. You would have no. to address it now. <laughs> oh, but know. back then, that wasn't done. And Jackie said instead of continuing this horse shit, instead <laughs> of doing this game every week for 6 weeks and then pre- like canceling it. Why not just I come out, address it, make fun of it? That'll get more ratings than this dog shit did. And then I think for the remaining however many weeks was left on their deal, uh, Jackie Gleason just did a talk show of some kind. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I thought that was so great that like in 1957, whatever that is, to have the, the foresight to be like, I I could tell you what's going to be better is me just going out bullshitting for half an hour. The
0: crowd,
1: <laughs> crowd was hot too. They were, crowd was
0: yeah. hot. He, into it.
3: he was completely, um, he was on for the entire half hour, just shitting all over it. <laughs> he said, uh, I knew it was bad when I walked off stage and asked someone, uh, how did it go? And they said, you know, you look great on camera. <laughs> 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 so uh, it was very funny. Um, also, the, I watched the whole thing, and my main takeaway was like how they used to do commercials back then. So Jackie's standing out there for half an hour, And he goes, and now we're going to break for commercial. Lucky strike. And he just starts telling you about it. (laughs) Like They didn't have real commercials. It was just Jackie talking. (laughs) Um, But yeah, shout out to Jackie for being, like I said, an innovative guy. That's the part I didn't really realize. That's pretty great. And also just in the writing of um, uh, uh, The Honeymooners, he basically said, and he was in this marriage he didn't want to be in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, which is different than what The Honeymooners were. Like the idea (laughs) was that they really loved each other. Yeah. Yeah. But he kind of, you know, had the foresight of saying like, it's something we completely have. Like like I said about Norman Lear, like he blazed all these trails. We've Mm -hmm. been throwing brush on him for ten years. (laughs) Um, Same with Jackie Gleason, where he said like the idea. Is that we have this couple that you know gets in the fights, but they, at the end of the day they love each other. Now we look back at the honeymooners and we're like, oh my, he was threatening to assault her, <laughs> and it's like, well, the point is he didn't. That's yeah, the entire he never did. That's the entire point of the show. Uh, but yeah, much more innovative guy than I realized. So uh, shout out to Jackie Gleason for uh, for
1: all of that. Um, what's next, man? Um, he got paid by CBS. Oh mm. well, yeah, big bank. He.
3: Unlike the uh, our pals, the Stooges, <laughs> he he had his way with uh, CBS. I don't yeah. know if Harry Cohn was there for this. Yeah, they got wind of this and broke boards <laughs> extra hard over. The <laughs> so
0: so uh, actually, it was this,
3: it was around the same time I think.
0: So must, 50s. Must have, yeah. but, um, yeah. we took all three of their money and gave it to Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: So Jackie signed a deal in uh, the early fifties, and uh, the deal was a hundred thousand dollars a year. For twenty years, no matter what.
0: <laughs> so, who's the guy in the Mets? Exactly, it, uh, the, uh, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Where yeah. he gets a yeah. million dollars a year still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, was- going to say this is the exact kind of contracts that the NFL doesn't give out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So it was even if he got nothing on television, he was getting this hundred thousand dollars. Oh boy. So it, the guy, the guy is a shrewd businessman. He may have been a a fucking booze hound, but you know what? That's the I would say that's the big difference between uh, Jackie Gleason and a lot of these guys that followed him, whether it's Belushi or Farley or whoever, that Jackie did seem, despite the partying, like also a very good businessman, like mm. a guy who could kind of get it under control he knew when, his it, worth. when it mattered. Right. Now, uh, cast members wouldn't necessarily describe him as that. I guess he was not <laughs> he was not a real peach to work with. Um, evidently, he hated rehearsal and hated like learning his lines, so he would have the cast of a- any show, but let's use The Honeymooners, for example, because uh, I guess they really hated him for it. Um, and by the way, I tried to find the cast of The Honeymooners bashing him, and all I could find was, like, Art Carney do a an uh, episode where, he was a bit gruff to work with, but we loved it. And I was like, come on, Art, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Give me something here. But uh, he um, uh, evidently, like, he, he didn't want to rehearse, so he would make – them rehearse with a stand-in and it was so like unprofessional that i I think the i forget if it was the woman that played alice or the woman that played uh trixie norton's wife uh said it looked like it would literally give her anxiety like she was had a hard time performing because she was like i don't know if i'm doing any of this right like (laughs) this is not the way you do things and they said like he would ad-lib sometimes because he didn't know the script which would send the the you know, plot in a totally different direction because he was getting lines (laughs) wrong. So yeah, he was a real real piece of work to deal with. Um, And that's not to go without mentioning uh, his drinking. So Uh. he usually showed up to set either drunk or with drink in hand. Mm -hmm. So if he wasn't drunk, he was getting there fairly often. Um, So yeah, he was a bit of a a piece of work to deal with this guy. Kind of like we talked about with... Kinnison, where it's like yeah. as we talk about trying to, uh, there were two different guys here. It was a comedy great, a comedy legend, did a lot for comedy, and also kind of a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, where are we now, Matt? His love life. Oh yeah. So, I mentioned uh, the first wife. Mm-hmm. So the first wa- foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, the first wife, they got married in the 30s. I want to say around 36, something like Holy that. Shit. And they were married. For 34 years, I want to say, Uh, which you might look at that and say, well, it was a happy marriage that eventually they just fell out of love with each other. But (laughs) apparently what happened was uh, his wife was uh, very much Catholic. Which, in those days, if you were Catholic, you didn't get divorced. You sure didn't. Nope. Yeah. I'm also finding out if you're uh, Muslim in this century, you don't get divorced, apparently, which friends the shit out of me. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, uh, his, his wife said would never grant him a divorce, even though he was out carousing. Mm. Uh, you know, like I said, the guy barely showed up to fucking Christmas with his kids. He was not a not necessarily a present father, a present husband, and uh, he liked you know banging some coos, like don't we all, you know? Um, sure. so he tried to get out of this marriage. Wife said uh, no dice. Until they separated a few times and would you know get back together. Um, they were, uh, technically separated twice. And then I believe the third time was a legal separation, I I think. Um, And then uh, Jackie got injured on set one day, you know, rolled his ankle or something Mm. like that. And it was – Walk Hard must have stole this. You ever seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? And I'm I'm sure this happened more than once in uh, Hollywood. But it reminded me just literally a scene out of that (laughs) where uh, the wife shows up to surprise him. And uh, he's just banging some dancer, <laughs> Marianne Taylor, who we'll get into in a minute. Uh, so the wife finally granted divorce mercifully in nineteen Now uh, <laughs> we're not we're not home free yet, folks. <laughs> so nineteen seventy, uh, Jackie gets divorced. Backtrack a little bit to nineteen sixty eight. Jackie, uh, so Jackie always wanted, he was in love with that Marianne Taylor that he was banging. Um, But she was, uh, she, in the time after that happened, where his wife caught him, wouldn't grant him the divorce for a while, and then uh, finally got divorced. In that time somewhere, Marianne Taylor got married and had a kid. So she was off the table for the the J-Men. Then uh, Jackie met some other broad in 1968, and uh, they're going pretty hot and heavy. And uh, finally, Jackie is granted divorce in 1970. Ten days later, marches down the aisle again <laughs> and <laughs> says, we're going to try it again. This, this is the one, I swear. A glutton for punishment. So ten days later, he's married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, that takes us, if I'm not mistaken, to
1: 1972. Am I right about that? Uh, 75. 75. 75.
3: Okay. So this lasted uh, a little longer. He was married for five years, I guess. Um, and finally... They got divorced. Uh, now, in that time, as I said, Jackie was in love with that Marianne Taylor. Her husband died. And much like Ralph Crampton himself, Jackie devised a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and said, finally, that old schmuck is gone. I can swoop in on this dame. <laughs> so, 1975, uh, Jackie gets divorced. A month later, he's marrying this <laughs> this other broad. <laughs> A lot of gray areas. Do I have that right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so she got she caused the
0: breakup of two of his marriages.
3: Yes. <laughs> I can't yeah. fail this again.
1: <laughs>
3: um so uh what's next oh. here?
1: Um after the marriages. Yeah. Uh yeah. Jackie's lawsuit against Hanna Barbera. Oh
3: yeah. So I was thinking of, but I mean, Honeymooners launched a ton of sitcoms. Like, mm-hmm. there's a ton of sitcoms you could look at, and clearly, The Simpsons, The Family uh, Guy. I mean, King of Queens. Yeah, King of Queens literally is the Honeymooners yeah. with, with an old man in the basement. <laughs> um, but like the premise is like kind of an out of shape, curmudgeonly husband with the wife who's always riding his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like everybody loves, even family sitcoms yeah. were
1: like that. Yeah.
3: Um. So, I, you know, that launched a lot of that. Um, but the one that I would say did it most was the Flintstones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, it's basically Ralph and Alice and Ed Norton and Trixie. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like fucking Barney Rubble and Fred always getting into mischief. <laughs> and I don't think they necessarily hid that. Like, I'm at least, I think they were outwardly paying homage to the honeymooners. Yeah. But uh, Jackie was none too pleased with that. <laughs> and he wanted to file suit. Uh, but luckily, his representation was able to convince him. They were like, Jackie, this is literally introducing the honeymooners to all different kinds of ge- – like a whole yeah. new generation. Don't do this. <laughs> and uh, so he smartened up and, and dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> but he did want to go at it with toe-to-toe with Fred Flintstone for oh. a minute. Um, and wh- just real quick, back to that um, – uh, the marriage thing. I did want to touch on the idea that, like, I'm fascinated how many guys we've covered now – that are like obsessed with getting married. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Where you're, you know, at the <laughs> in the prime of in the prime of making all this money how do you fail at something like three times and just be like, "I'm gonna"? Oh, keep obsessed! It. Like they
1: keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you like saying that. I'm like, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, me too. No,
3: no, no. I'm so- well. Yes, if you got divorced tomorrow and remarried no, in no, ten I- days, <laughs> <laughs> <I>
0: then <understand.
3: laughs> I would ask you the same question. Yeah, no, I understand. So I find that fascinating. It's like more and more guys in uh, comedy we're finding are, are like that. Ric Flair's the worst at it, though.
1: How many Rick times Flair. have you married?
3: Five or six, Ugh. good for him. Well, well, Larry King's worse than that. Larry King was a seven or eight, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I think like two of them were like twice or something, right? That's even
3: crazier, in my opinion. It is. <laughs> I, feel like it, I feel like
1: I feel like it makes it like five, not,
3: <laughs> yeah, not I seven guess. or eight. Um, what's next, Matt?
1: Uh well, you can go. Uh, Talked about uh, he smoked four to six packs a day. He already yeah. said that uh, at Christmas, and then uh, at his funeral.
3: Yeah, so I mean, this is sad. Like, well, I guess we'll talk about some of his other roles first. Um, obviously, he was in—you you kind of forget—he was in *Smoking the
0: Bandit*. Oh uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds said we he had Dr. Pepper in the Diablo sandwich. <laughs> Burt Reynolds
3: <laughs> uh, demanded Jackie be in that movie
0: because
3: yeah. he said like an older, gruffer guy like that would kind of give it so it would make it feel real. Yeah, he, like was he felt like Jackie fit that role. Boss Hog. His last movie—I didn't know this until I watched the. Uh, I've never seen this movie uh, until I watched the episode of Carson that he was on because he was on promoting nothing in common. I think the uh, name of it was with Tom Hanks, which I guess was critically acclaimed. I'm not aware of it, but it was one of Tom Hanks's uh, earlier movies. Hmm. And um, it's funny when you think of like his, cause in that movie, the way I, it was, it was described as like, he's playing like an Archie Bunker esque character. And I was like, I think Archie Bunker is kind of a, Ralph Cramden esque character, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would call Ralph Cramden kind of the inspiration for Archie Bunker. Now, Archie Bunker's a hell of a lot more nuanced, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, a much deeper. Ca- There's a lot. Yeah. There was a lot more writing that went into that. It wasn't the same shtick over and over again necessarily. Um, but like, people forget how influential Jackie Gleason was. Early on, like I didn't know how successful his TV career was. I thought he was kind of the honeymooners, and that was it. That was it. But like the Jackie Gleason show was very success. This variety show was very successful, and that is his other characters that were fa- like Joe the bartender and uh, Reginald something, some rich guy. Like these were pretty popular characters back then. Joe
0: the bartender.
3: What was that from? That was his character from the Jackie Gleason. Oh, show. the Jackie Gleason show. You might be thinking of Mo the bartender from no, The Simpsons. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh yeah, but the the sad end to it all. And um I I don't know how close he and his daughter were, um but I know like in in reading and watching stuff on him, they would reference that like he told his daughter uh at a certain point that he didn't have a lot longer to live. Um things like that. So I don't know if they became close at the end, whatever it was. Uh but he was not close with many of his cast members. Uh, The only person he starred in uh, film or television with was uh, the woman that played uh, Alice in The Honeymooners. And that's probably, she might have felt obligated to go. I don't know if they were particularly close. Uh, But not even like, you know, like I said, Burt Reynolds raved about him. I don't think he was there. (laughs) So uh, he was not a very well-liked guy, unfortunately, in Hollywood, she
1: only went to see him actually get put in the ground, so she didn't have to get so defensive.
0: To get yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I just
3: want to flinch. <laughs> um, but he had a wild move on his deathbed, where uh, he so his wife. I th- it was something like his wife was originally supposed to get the majority of his money, and like the day before he died, uh, he switched that. And gave, ended up giving his secretary, like, a sizable chunk. Like, this woman worked with him for, I think, like, 30 years. Uh, and he ended up giving her a shit ton of money, like, the day before he died. Mm. So he went out like a, like a true baller on his terms, you know? <laughs> um, Fuck you, kids. Yeah. yeah. that's right. But, yeah, Jackie, I, I mean, he had a tremendous amount of influence. Like, I, you know, mm. unfortunately, probably a lot of guys, like, I think our generation at least certainly knows the name. But younger than him, no one knows who the fuck Jackie Gleason is. Unfortunately, yeah. you know what I mean. But he had such an impact and such an influence on comedy uh, that I did I I never realized how deep it went. Um, just that I that you're in the picture thing I'll never get over. Like that's crazy. The, it's kind of awesome. The foresight to have done that in 1950 <laughs> whatever, you know. Especially because,
1: like you said, there's not that many channels, and you go yeah. on and trash your own show. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what lit- I mean. That's what. Like Norm did when he got fired and stuff like that, but there's not. That's what he did in his monologue, I guess. You can compare it to that, but I can't think of anything even before like the '90s where that type of shit happened. So he was well ahead of his time. So Jackie Gleason, uh, we remember you
1: fondly. Uh, Anything else, boys, before we get out of here? There's uh, one clip left. The Rocky Marciano and Jackie Gleason clip.
3: Oh yeah, let's play that. I thought it was just kind of a funny story. Lenny, uh, I found this because Lenny Clark told this story of uh jackie doing stand-up one night and uh he tells uh, jackie himself tells this to rocky marciano
2: i was working at a joint called a miami club in Newark, and uh it was a real tough joint as a matter of fact they called it the bucket of blood and one night i was doing the show and there was a little fat ball-headed guy at the ringside and uh every time i came out to introduce an act or tell a joke he would say something derisive, you know, nasty. And uh, I was heisting a few at the time. And I said to the owner of the joint, I said, that guy is driving me nuts. I said, now, if he doesn't stop, I'm going to take care of him. So I came out and uh, another time, and he began to heckle. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, will you excuse me for a moment? I would like to invite this gentleman to step out on Clinton Avenue. And I'd like to take good care of him. And then we can do the show without any interruptions. (laughs) I never saw anybody get up as fast as this guy did. Now we get out on Clinton Avenue. I said, now you're going. And that's the last I remember. The next uh, thing that I recall, I was on the floor of the cellar next to the furnace. A doctor was there, the owner of the joint. And they had brought me to when I said to him, uh, who was that guy? He says, that was Tony Galento." I said, did you know it was Tony Galanto? He said, sure. I said, but why didn't you tell me? He said, well, you're a wise guy. You know, I thought I'd let you go up against him. But uh, that was really a big mistake.
0: So Tony Galanto is a professional boxer, boxer. that just knocked the shit out of him. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was Rickles because he was like, oh, it was a small bald man that was giving me a hard time. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's another, I just love those
3: stories because they're classic, like 1950s yeah. type of Hollywood stories. Yeah. Yeah. Come
0: here, Frello.
3: Ah, You want to take it outside, yeah. see? Go, I couldn't have anyone. Settle of difference in it.
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it, It's just me or it's Rocky Marciano, terrifying looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he always looks like he's about to hit someone.
3: great if Rocky knocked him out after that story? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just uh, see his left arm. Yeah, through just just a meaty fist come from the <laughs> side of the screen. Just, uh, Yeah. So one of the greats, I have a newfound respect for uh, Jackie Gleason after doing this. And, um, you know, uh, we. I will... Uh, Look into more of his work. Now, I'll go back. But he didn't have a ton of interviews, unfortunately. But uh, he did miraculously live. He died in, like, 87, which I think would make him 71, I believe. So he lived a hell of a lot longer than people anticipated. So yeah. uh, good for him. And um, make sure you listen to uh, these boys, Craig and Mike, on Very Good Show. Uh, Matt from Rhode Island is uh, the the curator here at Vaulted Podcasts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So if you guys want any, uh, you know, you want to record a podcast, you want to film something, whatever, uh, hit up Matt from RI on Twitter or go to uh, Vaulted Podcasts RI, as in Rhode Island, dot com. And uh, as I said, you want these episodes a week early, you want to just uh, support the program, whatever, go to Patreon.com slash Blind Mike and uh, you'll find us there. All sorts of bonus content as well. And then uh, on to the next one. Talk to you guys later.